Hey guys, welcome to episode 227 of the podcast recorded live at the 2017 16th annual SF Sketchfest presented by Audible. It has some wonderful guests on it. I hope you enjoy it. I think you probably will. Um, and I just wanted to, gosh, wish everyone a happy February. I wanted to thank everybody for uh, those of you who came out to the festival and saw any show at all. I met many of you. I saw some familiar faces and uh, we so appreciated it. We had a wonderful festival. It was, of course, these are strange times. Um, And there may be people who have not heard this podcast before who are tuning in for the first time because they love uh, Matt or they love John or they love Rachel. But uh, I did get an email from a a very sweet listener and you know who you are. It was a very thoughtful, sweet email. But essentially, in essence, it was asking me um, why I wasn't being more vocal and sort of being more political in my public actions uh, in the current climate. And all I can say is I have to commit so much of my heart and soul to the festival. And it was so important to us that we be able to, frankly, be artists and be presenters of art and do a good job and give people some respite from what's been going on. That uh, that has really been my full focus. That doesn't mean that I haven't marched. It doesn't mean that I haven't um, made statements that have got me hate mail. <laughs> about uh, the president of the United States. Um, And it doesn't mean that I haven't written letters and frankly contributed to places that I think will um, do a good job with my money of making my voice heard as well. So I encourage everyone to get active on whatever level that means for you. And if you are um, excited and and optimistic about the future, uh, I encourage you to share that optimism and share it in the form of optimism instead of anger. I'm trying to be uh, as stalwart as I can and uh, try to understand and all that kind of good stuff. So everybody knows that's sort of where I come from. But um, please rest assured, I have very strong feelings about everything that's been going on. And uh, I hope everyone will stay involved, uh, no matter what their political leaning is. So that's that. Uh, Sorry for the uh, diatribe. That's a pretty mild diatribe from a girl with a cold. Enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. We could save kittens from trees Or lunch on skyscrapers Bring the villains to their knees Maybe we should Move someplace new And build time machines To go and get us back To do, to do Back before we were brittle To do, to do Back before we were brittle Hey, remember when All of time stood still And really all you need Was a peck from her Maybe we should Trade for some physics Or black market spines To go and get us back To do, to do Before we were brittle 
everybody Matt Nathanson hi this is gonna be weird if I'm so worried about this side that I just do a hard lean for the entirety of the welcome everybody thank you so much for coming um uh, for anyone who was here at the podcast last year Matt was also my I'm gonna go ahead and say musical director because I feel that that has more pomp and circumstance yeah. than musical guest. It's got heft. Um, musical bo- bo- boss of music. Yeah, no, bo- that's Bruce Springsteen, for sure. Um, <laughs> this is fun. This feels like I got a lot of. I, I got a lot of business. I got like a. I don't usually. This is. I'm excited. Uh, I want to welcome you to the 16th annual SF Sketch Fest presented by Audible. It's our final weekend, and I've tweeted about this, but um, <laughs> I don't know if part, part of producing this festival and having founded it with my partners, uh, David Owen and Cole Stratton, 16 years ago, is that I think we all struggle to believe that we've done that and that it's real uh, on some level. And so, uh, first of all, anything that... <laughs> I shouldn't be admitting this. When, like, any sponsored stuff that comes in, I treat, like, a child at someone else's house, like how I was when I babysat when I was a teenager, where I was like, I mean, I love kids, but I was so excited to see what was in a stranger's refrigerator. I shouldn't say stranger. That makes it sound like someone was like, hey, you on the street, watch my kids. Um, But uh, I I get so excited about the sponsor snacks that I'm like, oh, I should, you know, raccoon some of these away, just tuck them into some place, because, ha, free stuff. Um, it's my festival, um, and uh, and also Audible has given away all of this awesome swag, and various members of the Audible staff keep offering these free audiobook downloads, and I'm just hoarding them. Again, like, then I feel like, weird and sort of like I just I couldn't, and then I take two, and I just want they've been so patient with me and and just my uh, glomming on. I just want to own up right now that I'm. I mean, I may have all of the audiobook downloads, so um, maybe I can distribute them privately uh, at another time. Um, so, uh, so I'm glad that that's all worked out. It's been an extraordinary festival. Uh, this is our final weekend. Um, I'm excited about next year. No, that's a long way away. We haven't even started thinking about it yet. But uh, I do like doing the podcast on the last weekend because it sort of feels like we've got the momentum, but we also know that the, the, that the end is in sight. We have an amazing staff. They work so hard. I feel like the audience works really hard because you guys come to so many shows. I feel like you must be exhausted. Uh, so thank you for coming. Um, Matt, what's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Just directing mu- music? Yeah, just being the boss of music. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, every day. It's yeah. crazy. Every ding-dong day. <laughs> what has... Tell me everything that's happened to you in the last year since I saw you. Um, everything... I started to trim my body hair a little bit. Did you really? Yeah. Just sort of did in the downtown. First time? Just a little bit. I overdid it. Oh, prickly? Which, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. It, when you do that, it sucks. I, so, yeah. So, right now, I'm just kind of dealing with the fallout of that. That's pretty much been my the week. F- yeah, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Were you, are you were you one of those guys who watches 
guys on television with their shirts off and just thinks only you are hairy? Like, you, it doesn't occur to you that guys whack them, wax themselves? Every they time certainly I... whack themselves also, but <laughs> that's just nature. That's nature. Uh, yeah, I don't... Were you uh, like, why is that guy so hairless? So handsome, hairless men yeah. are a challenge yeah. to look like, at. Let me go ahead and say, I don't like hairlessness. No. Oh, Ladies, well. how do you feel? Oh, that was a pretty it's low... It's too slippery. That was low, that was low clapping. Yeah. <laughs> I, have I was a, hoping you wouldn't notice I that. I have this weird... I'm going to be honest with you just because I feel so close to you. Don't. Stop right there. It, back patch? I like to call lower it back the patch? lower back upper ass patch. Guys, no, and, listen. You don't have to like it, but can you applaud with confirmation that that is extremely normal? Like... I feel like guys they were... have that. I feel like they were pressured into that. that. My, I don't yeah. know from like an evolutionary standpoint what it That's does. That's where your tail was. Yeah. <laughs> it's so clear. It's I, so clear. This I, is coming from a scientist, of course. I think it's like when you were on your hands and knees, if acorns fell out of trees and they, didn't, they wouldn't roll into your ass crack. That's you what I decided. A, you think it was a sort of natural body armor against <laughs> yeah. the peril of acorns yeah. falling into your ass crack. Totally. I gotcha. Because that would be super uncomfortable just to have, yeah. a, have an acorn in your ass. Oh, I don't think you'd survive that. <laughs> I don't know much about human evolution. They but I know die. it's real. <laughs> uh, here's, here's something that I want to throw out to you guys now um, before we, we get more of the show going, uh, which is that for those of you who listen to the podcast or if you've seen a live version before, you know that I do play a mash game uh, towards the end of the show, mansion, apartment, shack, house... My guests will answer in categories of, you know, they, they'll give three options, and then we'll do the sort of eeny meeny uh, process, very scientific process uh, that gives them their MASH futures. So I just want you to listen. I want to take a couple of categories from the audience, and I want you, this now, there's a lot of work involved, you poor, exhausted people from three weeks of Sketchfest, but I want you to listen to some of the stuff that we're talking about and see if that sparks any fun MASH categories, okay? So uh, just keep that in mind. Um, do we want to... Uh, why don't you dazzle me with... I said, Matt, will you play out our guests? Oh, yeah. And I don't know what that means. And he said, neither do I. Let's do it. So let's, uh, let's play out our guests. Um, you know who they are. I'm very excited about them. Uh, Rachel Dratch and John Hamm. <laughs> You did not disappoint, sir. I saw you both walk a little more slowly when you realized that was a song he was playing because you wanted to hear as much of it as possible. And I did the same. I did the same. That song came back with a vengeance. Uh, I guess it was from Glee. Does that sound right? Maybe The Sopranos. Sopranos, or, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, The Sopranos. Same, similar. Two similar shows. <laughs> Two very Glee, similar shows. Yeah. Could have been one or the other. Guys, thank you so much for coming. You have uh, the, uh, the largest coffee in the world. No, it's not. No, it's, it's just a beautiful, good. it's a beautiful, yeah, sleek, bullet-like. Tough, Brought to you by Contigo. 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 Maker of the finest vacuum-sealed drink do you, carriers. Have you had... <laughs> I really want to let that breathe. Contigo I'm sorry. means with you. Oh. So it's How sort of sweet. That sounds religious. Would you like to carry um, your coffee... Contigo? <laughs> yes, I would. 
So, in other words, just would you want to have coffee with you? And why would you get it if you were planning on leaving it at the cafe? I, I understand. I Rachel, how about you? How are you? Good. Hello, is this on? Yeah, okay. It's on. <laughs> Good. It's Thanks on. Thanks for having me. I don't want you to feel I pressured. Landed. I just landed today. You just landed today? Yeah. I really, I know you got... Matt, could you please keep it down? <laughs> what if you were like, I didn't do that, and then it just became a whole, like, this theater is haunted by a single guitar string. How dramatic. You're like a bat, you're hearing. I w- oh, thank you. Except I didn't quite hear what you said. Um, you, guys, you guys stopped for coffee on the way here, and I'm going to just be honest with you, and immediately I thought, oh, no, this is like... I imagined in my head the, a brief conversation where you guys, you were like, let's grab some coffee. You want to? Because we got to go do the... And, and I was like, oh, I hope they're not both tired and they both want to be here contigo. It was just, Did I use that right? It, had less, uh, it just had less sound effects in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's but, disappointing. You know, we, both, we both wanted a little delightful midday pick-me-up. Yeah. What's your pick-you-up you, pick you of choice? Coffee. It's coffee. Just plain coffee. You're not going they down sell the... It. They sell it on almost every quarter. They do. If not every. <laughs> if not every. And both of you uh, are doing our theme park improv show tonight as well. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Stick around. Just stay in your seat. <laughs> Just stay in your seat. Totally Please fun. don't tell them that. I don't no, no, think fine. that's... It's fine. You might have a, like, a, a, a seat friend who might sit on yeah. your lap. Oh, that's true. Maybe it's a beautiful relationship you start. That's a really good point. God, you're a connector. Just, yeah. Just Sorry. do it. Just do Dark it. out there. No one's going who's gonna, to... Who's going to know? I mean, we'll know. We'll, for sure we'll know. Uh, where did you guys call home when you were younger? I'm thinking about this... this... Where did we grow up? Yeah. Um, I, grew up in, I grew up in Massachusetts. Lexington, Massachusetts. Woo! Fun fact. Matt's also from Lexington, Massachusetts. You might have guessed that. Go is Minutemen. That, is Le- when you say go Lexington, that implies there might be a team of some kind that you're going to No, we just want to leave. Just leave Lexington, go, leave he immediately. He didn't go to the high school, though. No. He, did, he didn't go to Lexington High like I did. It's, it's the Minutemen. Go Minutemen. Makes sense. The Minutemen. Because yeah. that's where the Revolutionary War began. Yeah. Shot heard around the world. Yeah. 1776, baby. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> The Minutemen. Yeah. Was that something that you felt? Uh, were you on board for the sports team? Did you participate? Um, I in? was a. I was an observer. A, a fan. I was a fan. Mm-hmm. An observer. <laughs> the UN appointed you to football judging. games. I was a, a. Yeah. So, but you did go to sports. I wasn't a cheerleader. There's a surprise. <laughs> but um. But I did. But I like to watch. <laughs> You like to watch the cheerleaders. Not the cheerleaders. Fifty the, Shades the, of Red, White, the, and Blue. Uh, the Minutemen, football, hockey. You know, I had a like typical suburban life, li- lifestyle. <laughs> uh, what about you? I know where you grew up. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, Rachel. Oh, I didn't know that. No way. We now, when we sell tickets, we separate by faction to try to make it tense. So no that's way. St. Louis back there. Wait, now, did Lexington is right here. <laughs> it's a small, it's small section. It's a twofer. Yeah. Wait, I feel like someone 
famous also like Jason Sudeikis or or, or Jason Paul from, Rudd? What's the? They're, bo- they're both from the Kansas City. Okay, so okay. And also, neither that. of them are here. <laughs> well, I just thought there was I like feel a like someone famous is from your place. I thought I read like that you went to high school also with so and so. I went to high school with Ellie Kemper. Or I didn't go to high school with her. I taught. Oh, okay, her right. In high Ellie school. Kemper. Yeah. Okay. And Sarah Clark graduated my class, and an actress named Heather Goldenhirsch was uh, in my uh, same couple of years between me and when I graduated and she did. She was a few years younger than me. Did you teach at Utah the high school you went to? I did. Oh, how was that? It was a great job. Yeah. It was awesome. And uh, I, I had decided I wanted to do that because I really liked where I went to high school. I felt it did a lot for me and instilled in me like awesome things about wanting to be curious about the world and learning. And uh, it was a very progressive high school that I went to. So we had to do like singing and art and dance and all this stuff and, and, and athletics and, and, you know, school stuff too. Um, <laughs> you know, like math. Um, but you were, you were encouraged to achieve at everything. And if you didn't like it, okay. You didn't have to, to go down the road too far, but you were encouraged to try it all. And it was really great. And I wanted to be able to give something back to it. Uh, but I was I graduated with a, an English degree uh, and therefore did not have a job. So I was like, maybe I won't be able to give money, but I can, I can go and work for you and, and hopefully uh, do the same thing that, that the teachers had done for me. And one of my students, Ellie Kemper, and her sister Carrie, who's also a very talented writer, uh, yeah, I was sort of proud of that. Absolutely. They were very cool kids, too. Did you, teach, did you fact, teach English? Lost my high school... Easy. Lost my high school state football title game to Lexington, Missouri. Uh, the Minutemen. Uh, Anyways. When you say progressive, was it like Montessori progressive or no, was, it was it just it was, it was a public well, school? It's or? fun that you ask. It was founded on the educational principles of Thomas Dewey. Oh, the Dewey Decimal System. The Dewey Decimal System, exactly. Who wrote a book in the 1700s called Art is Experience and Education is Experience. They were a combo. Uh, And so uh, there were all of these sort of... My school is called John Burroughs School, who was was sort of a naturalist in the... Well, come on. There is no way. Yeah. No, no. They're right where they should be, guys. Good work. Uh, But it was... uh, it was kind of in the Thoreau, Walt Whitman world of sort of naturalists and that sort of thing. It was very cool. Was, were the, were, was it almost a cliche for the teacher to be like, would they, be, would they say like, you know what, class, it's such a beautiful day. And then the class go, let's do it outside. And then everyone would go y- out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was that. But it was, it was also in St. Louis. So it'd be like, can we not? Because it's four degrees. <laughs> or it's 95 with 100% humidity. The air conditioning is way better. Uh, Rachel, what was was your your high school was a typical suburban high school. Yeah. You were an observer of sports. Observer I remember that. Sports. You like to watch. I like to watch. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I didn't. Uh, I wasn't cheerleader, no, I either, really but I liked, never went to a game. I really liked so. high school a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just a regular school, I guess. I <laughs> there doesn't have to be like a weird. No, I mean, I if there were a ghost at that school that was haunting oh, just by awesome. playing one guitar string. That would be amazing. Uh, was your high school in any way reminiscent of Wake Up Wakefield? No. Like Wake Up Wakefield. Well, I guess I guess so. I guess that was just Did you have like school announcements and stuff? 
Um, I think we did in junior high, which, yeah, maybe it was a little like Wake Up, Wake For those of you who don't know, there's a sketch called Wake Up, Wakefield from a hundred years ago. Um, Not that long ago, yeah. <laughs> where I played this junior high school boy named Sheldon. That's what he's talking about. Yes. Can we talk to Sheldon? <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't ever. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> no, but I am interested in, I mean, because, like, I went to school in Tucson, Arizona, and I feel that the, the, se- <laughs> um, that, wait, really? Okay. Fantastic. She was like, woo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tucson. Uh, no, but, uh, but yes, I, don't, I don't feel like I don't feel like we I, I'm always interested in people who are on the, the East Coast and since you guys are so fiercely proud of the American Revolution and the Minutemen did you, I mean, is that something that really sort of gets drilled Every day in? that I wake up and I just think yeah. we push those red coat bastards out Yeah, you're still real connected to it, yeah, I get it Yeah, feel it every time I go to the pancake breakfast at the church <laughs> Because they do a reenactment on April 19th of the war, yes. Oh, yeah. The whole war? Well, the battle. Sorry. <laughs> the battle. <laughs> the battle. A long day. Watch out. He's a teacher. He's going to call you on bus history my... shit. Uh, no, the battle. Yeah. And so when I grew up, didn't this have, like, when you grew up, didn't you think the whole country was having a parade that day? Yeah, I like, thought everybody got I the day off of school. everyone celebrated. Because <laughs> yeah. got the day off of school. And then it was only much, much later that I realized it was just our town. <laughs> and... <laughs> And the surrounding greater Boston area. Yeah. Would, and so was the parade, did, did the parade involve obviously par- costumes? Did everyone, people of all ages called? dress was, up? And Patriots Day. Yeah. Tweedle on um, Tweedles? Yeah, yeah, there's Tweedles and Toodles. And, um, As kids, we, I dreamed about just being, getting the Paul Revere job. Sure. Yeah, because a guy actually dressed like Paul Revere and comes, the, he's the first one in the parade. <laughs> I can't believe we're going into such detail. Riding for and he comes, through, he comes through on a horse, on a horse, <laughs> a.k.a. horseback. And he comes up first, and he's, he's like, the British are coming, right? Does he actually yell that? Oh, yeah, yeah. In my oh, mind, yeah. he yells that. Anyway, that's our town. And every, every white person in town, which is everyone, yes. in the 70s, yes. uh, they, they got that's real true. excited. They did. And then they voted for Trump. No, that's not a Trumpy town at all. No. It's not no. a Trumpy town? All right. Do you have, does St. Louis know. have, does it, no one calls it St. Louis, or do they? No. Okay. Does no. anybody call it Missouri? <laughs> well, there are two different uh, pronunciation of, pronunciations of Missouri. Missouri? There is Missouri, which is unacceptable. Don't give me a bad grade on this podcast. Missouri. It ends in an I, not an U. Uh. <laughs> um, St. Louis did not have its own special holiday, unless you count whenever the Cardinals won the World Series. Uh, those were days that we would generally just not do anything. <laughs> but there weren't that many growing up since I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Um, but we did have one, 1982. The Cardinals won the World Series. And uh, <laughs> I did not go to school the next day. You didn't go to school the next day? I did day? not. I wanted, did, to, sort did of, of people, I wanted to like yeah. read the newspaper. Just bask in it, yeah. get it all, it was all so, over it you. Was just, I, again, like, like Rachel was saying, I was like, this will never ever happen again in my life. It was such an outlier of an occurrence. I was like, I just want to, I want to like learn everything about this. And of course, in a pre-internet era that was meant reading the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the St. Louis Globe Democrat. Shout out to those papers, guys. 
one of them exists still. <laughs> that actually is shocking yeah. in today's print media world. Uh, did you play sports? I did. Or were, you art- were you artsy and sportsy? I was, yes. I was, uh, uh, by the time I got to high school, I, I, my mom and dad got divorced when I was like two. So I was raised by a, a single mom for the majority of my life. And, uh, and then like, with like, you know, Cub Scouts and stuff. It, basically anything, she worked. She was like, anything to get Activity. you out and busy so you're not staying at home, like, you know, lighting things on fire. <laughs> um, Do you have siblings? I have two sister, half-sisters that were from my dad's first marriage. Gotcha. So, well, Mostly you and your mom. Yeah. And gotcha. then, so when my mom passed away when I was nine, I went to live with my dad, and then he, I got uh, enrolled in this school. And so it was like, again, basically like do anything to you know stay busy because otherwise you're going to start chopping down trees or something. Um, and that sports was a lot of that, and uh, th- uh, theater was a lot of that too. So, and we were encouraged, like I said, at our school to do kind of everything. So it was really uh, fun. There wasn't like the weird, you know, sort of like Ferris Bueller designations of oh you're a jock, oh you're a theater kid, oh you're a math nerd. It was we were all just everything, and it was fun, really fun. Yeah, I really great. liked it. Yeah, I feel like parents who catch on... I mean, I know that there are a lot of kids who take dance classes and stuff, I, but I, my experience of doing of just doing theater through public school was like, that is a guarantee way to not see your children in the evening <laughs> because there will be some sort of rehearsal. We had something called Extended Day Program where we would go... Where we would... I don't know if that's even true for the rest of the two other people from Tucson here, but where you would go, where you would have your regular school day in elementary schools is leading up to, I guess, junior high... And you could do, there were two sort of elective classes, first through sixth grade for me, where you would do your regular school and then the extended day classes would be like, Flocorico, Tucson. Um, Or, you know, like just some sort of weird, like puffy paint class. Um, And that was, I feel like that had a lot to do with my development. I do feel like puffy paint had a tremendous impact on feeling like art was important. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Your feelings on puffy paint? I've never done puffy paint. That's why we fought the war, Rachel. <laughs> For moments like this. Did you guys have uh, hobbies outside of school that you really got excited about? It sounds like all your hobbies were built into your curriculum, which is kind of awesome. But... Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I, I would go to school at eight o'clock in the morning, and I would usually get back home around five or six. Yeah. You went to uh, school in like some sort of Neverland situation. It was just uh, again Jesus. like having having like one parent like that worked, so you, you you had that was it. Like you, I would stay there as long as I could, and I had to get there early uh, because I there was no like bus situation. So my sister had to drop me off. My half sister had to drop me off, and she had to be at work at eight uh, or seven thirty. So I got that was like literally the first game was me and the janitor. <laughs> hey Martin. <laughs> hey John. See you tomorrow, Martin. Oh, All right, Martin. Jack. Martin, could you come out, please? Martin, we have a very special out. surprise for you. <laughs> Martin was still the janitor there when I taught, and Martin had a 40-year career at that school, and, and uh, when he retired, was given, like, full send-off. Like, oh, he was, like, great. generations of kids knew that guy, and he was really, really great and a really, really nice man. Is people... I, now, Missourians are... <laughs> That's, you have Good a job. reputation for being friendly, right? That's the, that's the Midwest way. <laughs> is it? No? I think maybe. I don't know. What is it? I, I, is Missouri the show me state? It's the show me state. Okay. What does that mean? 
Well, it was a Harry S. Truman thing, who was oh. from Missouri and a president, and he said, I'm from Missouri, you'll have to show me. He was not, uh, which I don't know, maybe just made him stupid. Uh, you know, I don't understand the words no, you're saying, so you're going to have to draw me a picture. <laughs> I might have mentioned I'm from Missouri. Yeah. There, actually, you're right. There isn't, there's... I'm not up for this can, highfalutin <laughs> English. You can interpret it that way, and you can also interpret it like, I don't trust anything. Yeah. You show me. Right? Uh, I think there's maybe a middle ground. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're, so that was that's the show me state. Uh, we were also before that known for the Missouri Compromise, which was sort of not as great a moment in American history. And we were also known for the Dred Scott decision. So you know, it's a continuum. Um, so yeah, it's a, I don't know if it's I, I people are people are nice everywhere for the most part in my experience, and then it's a few assholes that ruin it for everybody. So that's kind of my experience, but. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with right. that. Although I do feel like when you go to Canada for the first time, you notice right away it's how everyone is <laughs> so nice and apologetic. I love being apologized to. I'm sorry, Rachel. Are people from Boston was... super nice? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's been my experience. <laughs> Rachel, hobbies? Hobbies. Um, back then? Fighting. I don't have any hobbies now. What did you say? Fighting? Yeah, fighting, yeah. fighting battles and wars. Just dressing up, putting uh, on a powder pancake, wig. Pancake breakfast. Um, Big time. No, okay, back then I was kind of like a music nerd back in the day. What well, I also really liked acting. Okay, like, I, but school, like school plays. I wasn't some like, you know, what? Flute? What? Ooh, did this is a good flute? game. What did you, you play the flute? Did I play the flute? No. Let's guess. Matt? Fife? <laughs> no, that's also known as a yeah. tweedle doodle. Yes. Okay. What's no, you, but what's you your guess, guess, Matt? I yeah, think, you, you guess. I think he played violin. Close. Viola. Oh, beggar. Cello. Cello. Nice. Hey-o. I can't accept that applause. Listen, I just inherited that Did answer. Did you play the Oh, yeah. No. So I played the cello. And um, love the cello. I know. Do you still pick it up once? Well, in a while? it's you know. Okay, so I have a I have a kid, so I thought like you know, it's like sat in my closet except for comedy purposes, like when you know because it's it's kind of a sight gag, so people don't expect that you're gonna play the cello, so you get an automatic laugh even if you just play like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. But anyway, so then when I when I, I was like, I'm gonna be the mom that has music in the house, you know, like I'm gonna always be playing the cello. <laughs> so. We had these aspirations, like so. So then, like my cello was like you know all battered up. It needed total like refurbishing. So I brought it into the the place in down in the cello district. Cello district, yeah, yeah, thanks. And um, got it all fixed up and everything. And then you know I probably played it like twice since then. And I don't always play the cello in the house as I had aspired to. (laughs) Another thing I thought it out though is it like in a corner? It's in a corner. It's a beautiful instrument. And another thing I thought I would do is not have my kid watch TV. And that also doesn't happen. (laughs) Another aspiration I had for my child was, was, if I ever had a kid, I'd raise him bilingual, right? But what other languages do you speak? If you don't have someone else in the house that's speaking the language... Because sure. it's thing, like, you know, maybe, like, a nanny who speaks Mandarin. But, um, and actually, like, so, oh, my gosh. Once I went to the pediatrician's office with him, and there was two siblings, and they, this is, like, total Manhattan thing. They each had their own Mandarin-speaking nanny. They were not of Asian descent. I mean, the kids weren't. So they could both speak fluent Mandarin. I mean, that's, like, a, you know, who, uh, who can do that? I don't know. <laughs> 
Has I mean, anyone here? Because there's a, there's some really good uh, bilingual Chinese uh, and also French and some other programs in schools in San Francisco. Does anyone speak Chinese? Who isn't? I can count to ten in Chinese. Can you? Oh yeah. Do it. Yat ye sam se umlo chatbat gausap. Can anyone say he's not right? <laughs> Which is the same as he's right. Good work. So that so that died on the vine. That yeah that didn't he's, happen. There's either. still time. How how old's your son? He's six. Yeah, but I mean, like, really, by the way, like, you know, if you have, like, well, whatever, it's not going to happen. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the way, you know, I took French for years and I could barely speak it. So I was trying to avoid that situation. What if you did, what if you did a Kickstarter campaign to get your child? That would get a lot of news. Rachel Dratch is trying to raise $100,000 to hire a nanny for three oh years who speaks Mandarin Chinese. That would be a little much, yeah. I don't know what the people who donated would get. I guess like a phone call from your son saying thank you in Chinese. Doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many tears, so many benefits. I'm still, I'm still fixated on the image of you playing cello while your kid is running around. You're like, um, yeah. you just, no, we're trying to keep the music in the house. <laughs> it's not the most mobile instrument. That's you're literally true. like That's locked true. into one position. That's true. You're, you're planted there when you're playing, yeah. <laughs> Did you did you play an instrument, John? I played violin when I in, in the third grade. We could have had a, yeah. had a beautiful. Could have done a duet. Yeah. In the seventies, when public education was uh, was uh, funded, yeah, <laughs> and yep. not uh, ridiculed, uh, you had things like music class, and uh, part of part of my experience growing up in the seventies in St. Louis was the the lady said you could pick an instrument. And I went, okay, that violin seems neat. Probably because I liked Charlie Daniels, honestly. <laughs> Not kidding. And um, so, so they, they taught you violin. There was this thing called the Suzuki method. Um, and still going. Is it? Still is that how you learn cello? Strong. No, but I know it's still going. Okay. It's an incredible method. Yeah, I feel like I've heard it a million I don't know times. I don't know what it is. I don't what's, know what's the difference between that yeah, and like the it? non-Suzuki method, but it was it was remarkably effective at teaching me how to play the violin. So much so that the combinations and the things I can still remember that they're deeply, deeply embedded in my head. And now, if I had a violin, I could probably not play it. But <laughs> bring out Martin and have him bring the Martin. Violin. Can you bring my Martin. violin out? Martin with a violin. Oh, Martin. No. Matt, did you? When did you start playing guitar? I was a uh, fifth grade. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Part of the extended day program. This is yeah. So I I was I got sent away to boarding school when I was in. I was telling Rachel this. This is the story right here. So <laughs> this is not what I'm talking about. So and I didn't realize how. So when I was a kid in fifth grade, I got sent away to boarding school. What I didn't realize until about a year and a half ago, when I Google mapped it, it was only 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Concord is forever away from Lexington. Did they? Did they take you around a, the long way to make you think? Did they blindfold you and turn your? Well, back then we had to do it on horseback. Oh, I call back. The windowless van. <laughs> totally. This My is hands grim. tied by just zip yeah. ties. You really didn't realize you were that close to home back then? No, but I knew that my mother used to come visit me every Wednesday night and. Uh, <laughs> Did she seem real, like, tired? Did she put down a suitcase? She seemed so... She seemed sort of bubbly. I think I wasn't the... I, I lost a parent once to podcasting, so I have to be careful how I speak. Oh, understood, understood. But I like to think that my parents were... They loved 
They love themselves more than they loved us. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't see why you lost a parent. Yeah, that seems like a totally legit thing to say to your mom and dad. So anyway, in fifth grade, in order to sort of... I was in big into metal, and, uh, and so I would learn Def Leppard and Judas Priest songs and, uh, and then go back to my room of an all-boys dorm, punch myself in the penis, and cry. Typical Wednesday. Can I just say quickly, and listen... I'm, I'm hearkening back to someone uh, a couple of days ago asking if this was um, this material was appropriate for a 13 year old. I don't know if you ended up coming, but this is still like so tame, and yet I'm still like punching in the penis. I don't, we don't. Should I say we don't condone that? I don't know what my responsibility is. Now that said, that's a very localized. I mean, you're not talking about the, you're you're talking about one part of a larger area. And at that age, it's Did not a very really, lo- it's not a very yeah. large area. Let's just, it just be. Seems it's just like specific. You're like just you throwing just it's ghost punches into out a hole. Apart from, I'm yeah, just yeah. wondering. I was just wondering. Yeah, no, it's That's didn't. All. It was, it was, it was good. Also, did you feel like that was a message you received through metal music that you were supposed to do that? Yeah, if you played "Bark at the Moon" backwards, it said, "Punch your tiny penis." <laughs> tiny little Matt. What was the original definition of Michael Jackson's PYT? <laughs> it used to be called PYTP, and. Kind of, kind of rolled over the whole crowd there, didn't it? That was really fast. <laughs> what other things can we have them convert into initials? <laughs> Acronyms, everybody, quick! Um, <laughs> why do we... And, and you, but, but it is interesting to me the, just the sort of difference of like when you're younger and you play an instrument and then that falls away and you don't end up being the mom who's just always playing the cello. Uh, but then there are people like you who just... That's, that becomes what you do. Yeah, when I was a kid, the only thing I ever really knew was that I wanted to play music. That was really the only thing I ever committed to, much to the chagrin of, like, every other person in my life. Yeah. I was definitely self-focused. You would write home, Dear Mom, I don't know when this letter will get to you. <laughs> Things are going well with my D chord. Please come take me to the deli. Dear Mom, what time is it where you are? <laughs> Lots of snow here. Is it winter there? <laughs> that is an amazing piece of information. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. I even understood boarding school to be a thing as real when I was even in high school I just didn't even occur to me and I've met so many people on the podcast who are again it seems like it's an east coast thing although I know there's some boarding school there's a great boarding school in Ojai but that just that seems terrifying to me the idea of loosing teenage teenagers it was lord of the flies man it was like a bunch of boys because (laughs) I went to an all boys school and most of them were I wasn't rich but most of the kids at my school were rich so it was like Kennedy's DuPont's Kawasaki's, all these people who were like, kids, these are fun, let's send them off to boarding school. And then they just started like eating each other. Like there were kids, I remember this one kid cut himself, anarchy, and he was like in sixth grade on the wall and blood, and then it was it was fun. And then cocaine. And then the cocaine. Oh yeah, people did cocaine. Cocaine? How old were you? Well they did it in, you know, seventh, eighth grade. They they did it. Other people. They did it. They did it and they were super fun. Um let's jump back to you punching yourself in the penis uh, now it makes sense now it makes sense the white powder um, 
God, is that when, when you hear something like my dad was an English teacher, a high school English teacher, and I, th- when he hears things like that, he just looks like he's about to start crying because he does feel this connection with teenage. Like he worries. He, I think he still actively worries about you know kids who would be his students if he were still teaching. Yeah, Do you sure. feel that? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I, yeah, because it's he a, doesn't care. You, 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 Yeah, it's just too bad. You think like I would never send my kid to boarding school because of just that. You're like you. First of all, I don't have. I'd have to procure a child somehow. And second of all, it's just it's a it's a it's an idea I think whose time has come and gone. Back in the old days when they did it in England or whatever in the 1800s, it was a little more manageable. Uh, but now it's it's a terrible idea letting kids kind of self govern. It's no. Yeah, they're not it's ironic enough. because of course that's what the Minutemen were fighting. Um, oh, bring so, it around. Nice way to go, Lexington. Did, John, did you have teachers that you? I know that you were inspired by school. Did you have those sort of O Captain, my Captain teachers where you were like, this this man is cha- this woman is changing my life, or this like, and I'm going to be that person. And did you hold on to that when you became a teacher? Did you have that sort of yes. gusto? What would you do that was like outside the lesson plan? Um, no, I mean, I, I don't think I had th- that. That wasn't necessarily my style as a teacher. I, I was very kind of, because I was young. I was 24 when I was teaching. I was kind of, I very much had to follow the lesson plan. I wasn't given a tremendous amount of like leeway, but I had. Class outside? Uh, yeah, every now and again. <laughs> um, but uh, I had several teachers that were, uh, and, and from all across the spectrum, um, a history teacher, a math teacher, and a theater teacher that were really important to my, you know, being here today. So it was, and I'm still, you know, kind of email friends with those people. Yeah. Yep. I just you thought of a thing. I can't think of like a high, I'm sure I had a high school teacher that I really dug, but I just thought of something. Okay, in college, there was a professor, he was the dance professor. Surprise, I didn't take dance. But um, but there was but I but he was this really cool like he just had this great energy and I think he came in to help us with like moving on a show or something like that and he said something that always stuck with me and he said like every human being um, has the ability to perform like it's just an innate human thing so for you to be up here that's like it's a privilege that you're up here because it's kind of like every, anyone can do this sort of thing and I always think that like if there's ever a show it's like oh I'm kind of tired it's always like wait this is a, this is a privilege to be up here so that always stuck with me that is sorry really good. sincerity sorry <laughs> it's really okay I agree I totally agree with I think that. that's great it always stuck that stuff I think I, that's, that stuff does stick absolutely so basically you're saying that we're all very privileged yeah <laughs> We're all, we are all just, performers. Just like you're a dime a dozen, more like that. Yeah. yeah. I, not to get too uppity. And not to and not, yes. to, not, to not appreciate yes, the appreciate. opportunity to be out there wowing people with your, with your charms. Did you have teachers that you love, Matt? So I have, I'm still in touch with a lot of my teachers, actually. They were kind of like parents, actually. <laughs> Surprise. And, uh, and so anyway, so I'm still, I'm still super close with like my fifth grade advisor, my seventh grade dorm parent. Like these people are still, I see them when I'm on tour and, and hang out. You know, they're super, I was lucky enough to have, to get sincere, I was fortunate enough to have educators who were super, some of them were super dialed in. Some of them were like felons. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> literally there was one Mr. Burke, that guy would be he'd come from Charlestown and he'd be like you could tell he just kind of was like prostitutes and gambling. Like that was just how it worked. 
No you offense, Mr. Burke. Just by looking, you could yeah, tell. Yeah, he just had this sort of stank on him. And uh, <laughs> let's bring him out. And then, and I. <laughs> Mr. Burke. Martin, can you can you bring Mr. Burke? I'm leaving. But most of them were great. Yeah. You would have already good. <laughs> That started out so inspiring. You you really started that out like, and just to be sincere, there were a lot of inspiring teachers. Now this guy had a stank on him. Like it's more fun to talk about the guy who was into prostitutes. You could tell just by looking at him. Oh yeah. I'm still I'm still intrigued by that. I think what your you, your teacher, your dad, or whatever you were saying is like, the, the teachers remember students that they like to, and I will say that because uh, I I there is like, you spend a lot of time with these kids. Yeah. And you, you get a take on them pretty early. And some surprise you, but most don't. And I will say that uh, <laughs> uh, you can, there's, there's, there's only so much you can steer the ship in the, in the time that you have with them. And they're, and they're growing up. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, the kids are, I mean, it's, it's a Their ma- brains it's, are it's, cooking, it's a, basically. Everything's cooking. I yeah. mean, they're just, they're, boys are a disaster when they're like 13 because they're just all energy and then they grow five feet in two weeks and then they bump into shit and they can't you know, control anything and they stink and they're just awful. Up until and, you said they stink, I was imagining an adorable robot kind of, just like bumping into things. And girls are like hormonal disasters for a long time and then they kind of calm down. It's, it's a crazy, crazy soup that high school is and but I do think that teachers really do pay attention to, you know, and, and, and are meaning, the students are meaningful to them. And really, for, or you wouldn't do it. I mean, you just, yeah. it's, it's... Well, God, no. It I is mean, a two-way street. They're not doing street. it for the money, that's for sure. Yeah, it's very much a two-way street. Uh, what, what was your, all of your confidence levels around, uh, in, I think, each of your cases, the opposite sex in this case, but... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I... You're like, well... The girls were oh, so boy. far away from our boarding school. We were. So uh, I'll start when I was so going to school with all boys, and then I graduated. And in high school, I had a great high school experience up in the woods of New Hampshire. <laughs> and that was the first time that I even was with a woman close enough to know that I actually asked the question, "Am I allowed to pass gas in front of a girl?" Because I had never been in a class with a girl since I was in fourth grade. But anyway, so. So needless to say, it was a rough ride. <laughs> High school was a rough ride. Wait, what did she say when you asked her that? Uh, they, she did said, she say, kiss me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great girl. Yeah, I was what just a- everybody's best friend. I was every woman's best friend. That was how oh, I went through high school. Yeah. I, was the, I was the Dawson Leary. Would you write songs about girls that Who would I write songs? And then I'd play them in front of the school. <laughs> I did this one. I'll just real quick. Yeah. It's too good. There was this... So this, this one, I get up on stage uh, uh, in front of assembly. We had assembly every day. And, and I got up and I said, this is a song I wrote about a friend of mine. And it starts out, and I saw her sort of like move to the, and she's a good friend. And then she like, and she totally ditched me. And then, and I'm like, and then watched her face just change. And then I played this song where the lyric is literally, you're no longer someone I'll remember, but someone I'll regret. It was the only small shred of power I had. <laughs> and it felt so intoxicating. That's a deep burn for high school. Yeah. That's pure Man. adult revenge is what that is. Holy moly. John, what about you? Were you... Uh, uh, were you... I, I, it, was, it was... No, I was... Because I kind of came from the, the, wrong, the weird side of town. Like, the, the school that I went to had all of these other schools that mostly fed into it. And I was the only kid from... Literally from my, like, zip code to to come um, uh, 
into that school. So I, I didn't have a lot of friends early on, and so it was hard to kind of make friends because I wasn't going to school with all these kids from kindergarten. Uh, and uh, and it was it, no, it was, it was hard. It's always high school's impossible, as mentioned previously. Yeah. Uh, and I just I did I did not have the uh, the sort of social skills to navigate. Uh, any kind of male-female relationships until well after high school. It was just too, <laughs> too. Ch- there was always those those guys who were like, "Man, they always got cool girlfriends and stuff." And uh, that's, that seems like a thing that you should be able to do. And then it's in practice, it became much more difficult. Uh, and yeah, so no, it was just sort of like I had schoolwork to do, and I did that. And thank God there was no internet, or it would have been. A- yeah. <laughs> I feel that way a lot. other thing. <laughs> Rachel, what about you? Um, I don't really have anything interesting to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just you regular, you, you know, I don't know. Nothing really, I, I got nothing specific. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, I don't have to get, dig deep about your... Well, I'm not like hiding something. <laughs> I mean, we all know you date. Don't have any, I don't have to dig deep because Reddit will really do it for me. Boring, you know? typical stuff, yeah. Did yeah, you kill nothing. someone? <laughs> I, I, I wish that had been a response. <laughs> well, well, how about you? I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> I know that didn't happen, for sure. All right, listen, we're going to get into this MASH game. Nathanson, I swear to God, it gets so hard. I'm, I'm, save, I'm saving you for when we podcast, because the idea of juggling three Wait, is, is too much more than I can Is this a MASH game or a MASH game? It's MASH. MASH. It's MASH. MASH. It's not M-A-S. MASH. It's a mobile army surgical hospital. There was a big television show about... God, he's good. Uh, God, he's good. In the 4077, they had... Man! The radio operator just knew everything before it was going to happen. His name was Radar. And uh, they were placed in... Well, you already won the MASH game. I don't even need to play. Problem solved. Okay. Uh, So let's get some MASH categories from from you guys. Uh, Does anyone have one that they would like to hear three answers from you Oh, <laughs> Dave, Mark, favorites? and Rachel. I'm oh. skipping cabinet on these because everyone drew a blank. What do, what do we do for this? You're going to give three answers that are sort they're of real? fun they're, answers for you. Oh, they're yeah. fun? Yeah. Are they real? Do we know, I can, can you name three cabinet? I can name two. You mean of these, <laughs> the of these shit pile we're dealing with? Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I can name a bunch pile. of them. Well, these would be but let's not that give them air guess. right here. Yeah, let's not. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, how about like a, like a sillier relax. category? We've come here to forget. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. High school subjects. High school subjects. What? So the game is. <laughs> I'll start. I'm gonna start. Okay. Uh, okay. So the first category cats. is cats. <laughs> Church architectural styles. Baroque, Rococo, and Gothic. Favorite math equation. Favorite math equation. Quadratic. No, that's a quadratic equation. (laughs) All right, listen. The first one is three people. They don't. They living or dead. That are it's sort of like your mentor, somebody from history. It could be writer, could be someone from today. Three people that you get to pick up the phone. They're excited to get your call, and they're there to advise you on some level. You're I almost know. like your cabinet member. <laughs> um, three. Rex Tillerson. <laughs> Betsy DeVos. <laughs> no, wait. It's people. Oh, I put it people down. that I admire. That yeah. I would like to. Uh, I mean, 
I guess I always just think of like my instant answer because is like comedy ladies. You yeah, know? sure. Do it. So I guess I would think like Gilda Radner and Great. Carol Burnett. Yep. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah! He was a funny lady. Jesus, could you come out here, please? Let's bring him out. Jesus Christ, everybody. <laughs> You've waited a long time for him to come back. He picked this podcast. Uh. He's walked all the way from Jerusalem. Give me three. Uh, Barack Obama. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Joe Montana. I didn't, I realize now he's from San Francisco, and that barely seemed like a homer pick, but it wasn't meant to be that. He's just a super good quarterback. Fair. And George Washington. Okay. Father of our country, guys. He's on the one and the quarter. Four of him make him. Think about it. Well, I, you might be the only person who ever realized that. Um, okay, I, I'm going to do uh, one of the ones that I like that I, I did mention backstage, which is like, this is, you can jump into uh, three, three movies that would be fun to just jump into. Just get, you know, get in there, be in that world, play around, hang out with the characters. Rachel, you look very worried. Want me to go first? Someone else go first. Well, that'd be me. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> So why don't I go first? You go first. Okay. Uh, steal your answer. Okay. I, uh, she did mention this backstage. Janet did mention this backstage, so that's why I might have these queued up. But uh, Casablanca. The, uh, it's fun doing these live to hear the murmurs. <laughs> what does it mean? You said Casablanca. Casablanca? Was it really? The Nazi one? What do you think what's the point? Like the weird gambler? What do you want to be? Uh, Star Wars. The first one. The good one. Come on. Uh, and oh, I just had it and it went out of my face. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, and uh, burr, blorp. Um, oh, God. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Wait, what'd you say? Pulp Wait, oh, you want to like be in that world? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't say what I wanted um, to be. <laughs> well, you, meant, you know, I'm the person like. I never can think of these things. Like you mentioned this backstage, and I still didn't think of. I guess I was thinking of like some like slutty teen movie. Great, like, great. Like Valley Girl. Not the, that wasn't slutty. That was a love story, really. Um, Valley Girl. Great. Or like I don't Porkies. Know. Porkies. Porkies. I don't want to be Or um, well, this isn't really slutty, but I don't know. Like, well, Breakfast Club. Do we want to be? Yeah, there? that's great. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I put down Valley Girl, by the way. I don't know, Charlie the Chocolate Factory for the chocolate? Super slutty. Wait, wait, wait. This is very important. The chocolate? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka, sorry. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because that second one is a nightmare. Uh, No, I guess I meant the book. First one's pretty scary. Yeah, but it's kind of dark, I know. Tasty scary. I just try to think of like when you're little, like that's the movie you want to jump into. Yeah, for sure. So I'm trying to go back into child brain. That's exactly what you should do. Okay. That's how the game's played. Rachel, there's no wrong answers. 
And, there's... and Saving Private Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Uh... Oh. So, okay, so does that make sense? Does anyone have one that... And I... And... Battles you'd like to reenact. <laughs> I want you to take it as broad as you want. It could be like Ooh, uh, Frost versus Nixon. Battle. Eminem versus yeah, Z. That's right. Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> Shit. That one was fierce. Godzilla versus Bambi. I'm putting all of these down. So far I have Godzilla versus Bambi. <laughs> it's an old cartoon. Right? It's it's a one joke cartoon. Uh, it's really funny. It sounds like it. Godzilla wins. Really <laughs> Godzilla wins. Don't tell us. Dad. It's a four-second. <laughs> battles I'd like to win. I don't know. Yeah. Probably the maybe personal battles that like yeah, like that you didn't really speak your mind. And yeah. You think of it, like why didn't I say open that? Open to interpretation. This is yeah, great. See, break it open. I don't know. That's not a move. I'm gonna say. Times you wish you'd. That's called l'esprit d'escalier for those Ooh. of you who learned French. Très bon, très bon. You know what that means? The Have you heard of the, l'esprit, the, stairs? the spirit of the stairs? It's when exactly. no, this is real. It's like you've had a conversation, blah, blah, and this is the real like term. And then, then that's what you think of when you're walking up the stairs. What you should have said. Yeah. <sighs> and the French really do they, have a way have, with words. They l'esprit d'escalier. It's well known that you can only have an argument on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's then you what happens when you go upstairs. Never go upstairs. That's the why didn't I say that? To argue. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so wait, are we, are we meant to find a battle that we wish to have participated in? I mean, it started out as uh, recreate, but... Oh, recreate. I, 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 I think this is... I just... This is... Just get out there with it if you want to. Ooh. Uh, okay. So I have to name a battle? I guess. <laughs> uh, the Battle of Midway. Here's why. Stay with me. I know a lot of people died. It's not great, but again, we're recreating it. Everyone's an actor. Calm down. Yeah. I like it because there's a water element to it. Oh, sure. And it took place in the South Pacific. Sure. And that is a lovely part of the world. <laughs> so, for tourist purposes. That's yeah, good. like I who wouldn't? It. You speak, oh, look at the planes, and that's really fun. And I love it. That's a boat is really big. Yeah. Wow. Rachel? Enterprise is huge. I need more battles? It's, it's a cat, it's a threefer. Threefer? How many yeah. do I have? You have Just times one. you wish you, have you spoke about. You have three this guy. I only have one? Oh, I don't know. A battle? Uh, battle of the network stars. Mm. <laughs> don't and you think they I'm should gonna do go that there, again? Matt Nathan's it's the Battle of Lexington and yeah. the Red Coats. So I can see the real Paul Revere. Yeah. If you if they asked you to be on the Battle of the Network Stars, would you do it? Yes. Me too. <laughs> but a I would hot lose. Sack. I would lose. I would lose miserably. So what? President of Hollywood, could you come out here, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? I bet Jesus could make that happen for you, too. Yeah, Jesus so probably. Don't you don't really need, need another. To, I don't know why we need to up the ante. Um, what do I. Wait, I only have Godzilla versus Bambi and Battle of the Midway for you. Um. Um. The 2004 World Series, which is a battle between the Red Sox and the Cardinals that the stupid Red Sox stupidly swept in totally stupid fashion. Great. Because they're stupid and they broke their stupid curse against my awesome team. So I would want to redo that battle. Thank you. Not that I'm holding on to it. 
thank you for the lovely suggestion, St. Louis section of the crowd. It was 100% correct for you to yell that out. Good work, everybody. I think I'm really getting over it well, though. Oh, yeah. It's been 13 years, oh, and I'm sure. super... That's essentially I, what we have up here, is, the be, is like Boston versus St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's two to one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Again, like, like they had half as many players. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they cheated, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Uh, celebrity roommates. Now you have to pick three people that, you, uh, that, is, that could be your celebrity roommate. Ooh. Um, Barack Obama. John Hamm. Right? We've been getting along pretty well. I'd be a good roommate. Um, I have been Well, a good I think, I could, you know, Amy Poehler springs to mind, because she's always fun. Have you guys ever been roommates? We have not been roommates, but we did work at Chadwick's in Lexington, yes. Mass. Yes, yes. <laughs> ah. Belly buster. Because Amy is from Burlington, the next town over. For some reason, she schlepped it all the way over to Lexington. It's to almost 20 this, minutes away. I mean, you would have to, like, <laughs> really want to do it. So she traveled it's, it's all night to far. get to work. Talk and, about... Uh, anyway, we both worked at the same ice cream store, but not at the same time. Oh, it was an ice cream place. No, but you had to bang a gong when it was somebody's it was birthday. Someone's birthday. And so oh. people would get drunk and show up and be like, it's my birthday. And then you'd have to bang the gong. For them. <laughs> but it was That's Boston, so no one was really drunk that often. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Uh, third, third celebrity. Uh, let me think while you do yours. Um, okay. I'm going to pick Rachel Dratch because she picked that's me. That's good, that's good. Also, it's a freebie. we've known each other for some time, and yeah. I think we'd be, we'd be good roommates I'm kind of I'm kind of messy, though. I'm going to... Me too. Gonna, okay. That's okay. Okay. We'd have a big enough place that it wouldn't be a okay. big deal. That's true. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And because Rachel picked Polar, I'm going to pick Fallon. Because that'd be fun. Just a couple of bros broing out in bro times. Sure thing. And we could reenact the 2004 World Series because he's a stupid Red Sox fan. Sure. (sighs) I need a third from each of you. You need a third. Mm -hmm. Sir John Gilgood. Yes. Wonderful. I think he's dead. Um, no, uh, let's no, see. For down. real, I would probably just pick, you know what? I just, I, I keep most in touch, for celebrities, I keep in good touch with all those SNL ladies. And like, we've gone on trips together and stuff. So I, so I would just pick like the SNL lady and like a, uh, what's the, what's the, um, that MTV show that I can't think of that everyone lives in the same house. Thank you. Three's Thank Company. You. Real world. Oh, you would do it. Now I would and watch Three's that show. Company. The Real World with all the SNL ladies. The Real World with SNL ladies. Gotcha. Gotta go. Come on, that'd yeah. be fun. Get the president of Hollywood on Jesus. Can you make that happen? Yeah. <laughs> one of the same. What was my? I'm the, I'm the last. Uh, yeah, you got, the one la- you got the last one. Spider Man. Right. <laughs> and not Tobey Maguire, and not Andrew Garfield, and not whoever the new one is. The, the real, real Spider Man. <laughs> got it. Got Peter it. Parker. Got it. But only I know his name because we're roommates, and I get his mail. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure thing. Um, that would be nice, though, because if, any, if it went sideways, you know, you got fucking Spider-Man on yeah. your side. Ooh, am I not allowed to curse? Yeah. I think we... Okay. That, yeah. Unless you pissed, him, you pissed him off because you didn't, you know, clean the bathroom. <laughs> It'd be, like, super webby everywhere, and you're yeah. just like, dude, can you not this is, this in the is house? Where, that's, don't think about it too much because it really starts to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, uh, uh, this is uh, a food uh, or a drink that um, in this reality is not particularly great for you to have all the time, but you sort of wish you could. In this reality, you can have it all the time. It's good for you. Um, and, uh, and you can have it the snap of the finger. It could be something that you've had, one, like, oh, this great pizza, um, or it could be, you know, just pizza. Like so it's like we're, from, we're like, defending oh, your life world where, you, where nothing That's exactly right. fried That's exactly chicken. right. Great. I feel Two like more. I eat like this anyway. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm not like, um, ah, don't eat that. Uh, okay. um, fried chicken, you I say? I did say fried chicken. You can say fried chicken. It's delicious. <laughs> I had fried chicken when I landed. Oh, okay. Oh, here's, here's something that I think is really good that I will not eat is... Um, when you go to the movies and you have popcorn and you put the M and M's in oh, the yeah. popcorn. Oh yeah, that's great. that's really good. But that's, that's something. Even even that? I got to draw the line there, guys. Because yeah. it's too decadent. Yeah, it's like yeah. it doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Surprise! You don't it really. Get doesn't. It. <laughs> it just really. Well, doesn't. because you're not eating it with red vines. I mean, I think if <laughs> yeah. you mix the three of them, there's the fatal mistake. Yeah. Okay, uh, two more. Slurpees. Great. Not necessarily um, bad for you, it just it really does give you that weird headache. Oh, and that's for sure. No bueno. Um, uh, a big vat of melted cheese. Great. Queso <laughs> <laughs> bandido. I love it. Put that. It's put got cheese in that It's got in the name. Queso <laughs> bandido. Um, and <laughs> Matt, Matt just reminded me of this one for my third one. Chadwick's own belly buster, <laughs> which is 10 scoops of ice cream, three toppings, mounds and mounds of whipped cream, Chadwick's own belly buster, and two dudes carry it on this like fake stretcher thing and they pretend to be struggling under the weight. <laughs> That's so grim. And if you eat it by yourself, it's free, but nobody ever did that. Is it really though? <laughs> <laughs> it's free monet- in a monetary sense, it's free. It's, it's free. The diabetes is just fun. <laughs> Uh, what's your final one, though? My final one. Ugh. Um, well, melted cheese was already taken. Again, there's no reason you can't also have melted cheese. I mean, we're roommates, so you can have. We could, we could split the queso fundita. We could split the queso fundita. John, make queso fundita. Oh my God, Rachel, that sounds so good. You know, the great thing is, is since it's on both of our lists, we can eat this whole thing and not worry about it. Oh. Give me some queso that fundita. That really worked out. And then the final one is, uh, this is MASH. You always end up with a sort of a crush or uh, this alternate universe companion. It can be sexy times. It can be like, oh, I just want to, I just want to be with Carl Sagan forever. Um, uh, but I don't be want honest, to be honest. How Carl many people Sagan. have picked Carl Sagan? Zero. Okay. Absolutely zero. Uh, three people it can be characters from literature it can be a person you know like it can be young uh, Paul Newman John I'm looking at you Um, it can be like you know it can it it doesn't have to be anyone current but um, this is your this is your alternate universe crush three I will say uh, Audrey Hepburn great she's pretty smart and elegant kind of looks like my mom She's not your mom, though, right? No, not it's in fine. this world. It's fine. Not at all. It's fine. She is so not my mom. Rach, what do you got? I can't think of anybody. Yeah. Um, you can say your I cello. Wanna, the cello? Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to go, this is going to be a little, not what you expect. <laughs> a young Tom Brokaw. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the game is played. Beautiful. That's, I need two more. Good luck with that. Please let them all be young newscasters. I like Please. young Tom Brokaw. Yeah. Or this... current Tom Brokaw. But, I, but when I was in high school, I think I had a little crush on Tom Brokaw. He was I like, understood. Rachel, it's important that you go to <laughs> school. Authoritative, smart. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> do the right thing. Good night, everybody. Or NBC News. This is young Tom Brokaw. That was good. I do. For, I forget that he called himself that for a while. That's <laughs> um... I thought you might have gone with young Dan Rather because he was a little more rakish, a little more Sin- like rakish. He was like rakish, he had but he was like also a more emotional too. Like he, he had a weird kind more. of disconnect there too yeah. in the '80s where he was yeah. like courage. <laughs> Remember when he got like, like mugged and they were like we, Kenneth, what is the frequency? Yeah, yeah. Only that could only, ha- only happen to Dan Tom Rather. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick, because we recently lost her, and she's smart and funny and beautiful, uh, Carrie Fisher. Great. Great, great, great. I'm trying to think of someone like, you know, more like hunky. No, that's, don't bother. Okay, okay, um, this is for for you. (laughs) Okay, Bugs Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Bugs Bunny. No, um... (laughs) Well, I'm putting him down. It's a, it's, a, one more. it's a really he's, good one. He's irreverent. I mean, <laughs> he's fictional. You want to go again? You go. You go. Okay, I'll pick. I'll pick. Uh, I'll pick Mike Nichols uh, as a as a companion I because he was smart and funny and interesting as well. I couldn't agree more. I so think he's there. terrific. Um, oh, I know. Okay, I'll pick Will Forte. Great. Oh um, my God. He he he's yeah he's a little out there, but um he um he was um he used to be my neighbor, and um he would come over and kill giant bugs for me sometimes. Oh, that's nice. That's a good person but, to have but around. The, but in a Forte, this I is can what a Forte. Only imagine how. Here's right. the Forte twist, though. Okay, so once there was this like giant water bug, which I can't even like look at those, and he came over, and then the, the Forte twist is he then. Threatened me with it, like, <laughs> in my face. That's that does sound good. I would have guessed that he would just kill them and left them there. <laughs> that too. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, Rachel, just tell me when to stop. Just do it fast. What? Yeah. Say stop. Anytime. Oh, stop. Great. John Hamm, please tell me when to stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Matt, would you play a song while I do some very important ma- math? Yes. Uh, she's going to pick our things, and it's going to be... Amazing, but there's a numerical quality that she has to deal with, and that's why. Okay. That's why there's a musical accompaniment. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you stay. <laughs> you me what I want to. Yeah, guys, I. Matt, you sound great. Can, I don't I mean, listen. He, he just. <laughs> I mean, he can pick his. I mean, you don't. I don't want you to feel. I always thought I don't listen hard was as bad of a lyric as rolling like thunder under the covers. <laughs> Which is clearly what just farting. Hell. I guess that's why they call it the blues. <laughs> I don't know how to sing a song after this. <laughs> All right, uh, this is a song I wrote about farting, about how beautiful it feels to be enveloped by your own fart. 
not around really. <laughs> it's called Modern Love. <laughs> circus anymore I want to dream and make believe people can fly I don't need to be reminded what it takes to kill the fun I got a head full of sharp knives yeah it's easy to get colder and it's easy to forget so meet me where the lights down we can wake up every morning we can set ourselves on fire and we can do it all again the world don't speak for us they lack the confidence yeah we're only hearts and bones and blood but we are giants giants the walls are closing in But the clouds against our skin Oh, we are giants, giants I want to roll around the darkness Till the darkness goes away Till the television finally tells the truth you know, everybody's scared of things they don't understand and all of the living they don't do. Yeah, it's easy to get colder and it's easy to forget. Meet me where the lights dim. We can wake up every morning. We can set ourselves on fire and we can do it all again. The world don't speak for us. and blood but we are giants giants the walls are closing in we climb and they descend with nothing but the clouds against our skin oh we are giants giants well I'm done trying to fit in have forgiven for things that I never did We're more than what scares us We're final and fearless And we'll dance where the ice gets thin Cause it's thin The world don't speak for us They lack the confidence Yeah, we're only hearts and bones and blood Giants, giants, and the walls are closing in. We climb and they descend with nothing but the clouds against our skin. Oh, we're giants.
beautiful. You really elevated the podcast. I mean, admittedly, after you being the one that took it way down by (laughs) punching yourself in the penis. Um, No, that was beautiful, Matt. I hate that girl for being embarrassed by you. (laughs) Wait, why am I mad at her? You got your revenge. I think I have. We're friends on Facebook. everybody 2017 guys I have some really uh, wonderful results to share with you Um, first of all I want to congratulate you Rachel on your beautiful apartment inside the movie of Valley Girl I guess that feels appropriate that's nice I wonder who your roommate is Hmm. now this is weird because your roommate Rachel is Mr. John Hamm yet your roommate John Hamm is Jimmy Fallon I think it makes sense if you think about it. I guess it does. I guess it does. Uh, Okay, so you you have a shack inside Pulp Fiction. That feels right. We have a shack. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Jimmy and I. That's right. That's right. Uh, In terms of battles that you get to to reenact or at least uh, participate in on some level, I want you to feel very excited, Rachel, that you'll be part of the Battle of the Network Stars. (laughs) We all win. Uh, and you, sir, can... And this makes perfect sense because your roommate is Jimmy. Uh, you will be reenacting the 2004 World Hot Series. damn. <laughs> Please don't yes. kill each other. Please don't kill each other. No, it's a shack. Uh, you guys are both going to be... That's very true. <laughs> you guys are both going to be uh, exhausted from these exciting battles you'll be fighting. I want you to rest assured you're going to eat all the fried chicken you want, John. Delightful. With absolutely zero health ramifications. Same goes for you, popcorn and M&Ms. All right. Good work. I really support that choice. I have to tell you, nothing. I'm glad nothing bad's going to happen to you because yeah. I really feel like you're not getting enough calories <laughs> <laughs> or protein. Uh, I mean, there's peanut. Are they peanut M&Ms? No, they're just. They don't even want nuts. All right. Well, and that leaves us with your your mentors. You ended up with the wonderful Carol Burnett, and you with Barack Obama. Well done. And your significant other, Audrey Hepburn. Mom. And Bugs Bunny! Thank you very much, you guys! John Hamm, Matt Nathanson, and Rachel Drouch, everybody! As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 